Welcome to the Warrior Women Project podcast, helping you become a warrior woman, sort your shit and find better balance in your life. So welcome to the Warrior Women Project podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me. I have Lisa Wallace from the Top of the World Coaching and me and Lisa have been friends for quite a few years after meeting online on the old Facebook. Um, we met in real life about 2012, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And we became proper friends probably about 2013, I think it was. If memory serves me correct, just from events that happened in my life. So welcome, Lisa, to the podcast. Hi. Hello, everyone. Can you just let the listeners know a little bit more about who you are and what it is you do in your business? Okay, so my name's Lisa Wallace. I'm a health coach. Um, I'm actually an on, online transformational coach for women who are in like senior positions, leadership roles. Um, so that would be like company directors, business owners, people that are high up in their position who are very stressed uh, under a lot of pressure. And yeah, we take them and try and make sure that they are eating well, looking after themselves um you know managing their stress levels um and something that really gets overlooked in the health industry but i think it's been more of a thing now is spending quality time with people even yourself quality time with yourself to do things that you enjoy which is really good for your stress levels but also with other people um too busy long time zones and then with the combines of social media not a lot of interactions happening so we spend a lot of time on just trying to reconnect them back to themselves and ultimately, that makes them feel on top of the world. Hence the name of the coaching. It's genius. <laughs> it's genius. So that kind of fits what you do in your business, kind of fits with what we're talking about today, about making change, because you're helping women mm-hmm. see where they need to make change and then actually help them step forward and do it. What would you say is their biggest obstacle when it comes to making change? Uh, probably a little bit of control, um, to be honest. Uh, they are perfectionists. Um, they're very, very hard on themselves. Therefore, they take a lot of responsibility. Um, they're their own worst critics. And they're very, um, not alpha as such, but they're independent in their careers and things. Yeah. To then get that sort of softer side to them, they're not used to dealing with. So they don't prioritise themselves. They don't think about their feelings as such. They always take the responsibility of themselves, particularly with the women that I'm working with. They've either got team members or they're ahead of a team. They're in their work or their life. They're meant to be the all-together women. I say that in inverted commas. (laughs) (laughs) And they're very much a role model as well. So whether it be in your business or a company, they're there to be a figure of authority, a role model and inspiration. To see that you need help and then to ask for it is, is something that's just totally alien to them and very, very uncomfortable. And these women don't like to share their vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and I totally know. And me and you are shaking like this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, totally. That's with that. <laughs> Um, so definitely I would say that that aspect of letting go yep. has been huge uh, is to let go of that pressure 
um, and just try and, you know, take that away from them. And that's usually where the biggest change comes from. I mean, I could apply all the tools all, all day long, but until someone is willing to let go, release, or however way you put it, surrender themselves to let, you know, chill <laughs> a <Yeah>. bit, <laughs> um, things start to come into play and they start to think a lot clearer rather than their headspace being taken up, which you get your head. You need to get your head right, really, don't you? Yeah. So if somebody was listening to this and thinking, oh, shit, that's me, that's me, that's me, what do you think needs they need to be thinking about or what they need to sort of do to be in that place where they can let go? Because I know my journey was fucking horrendous, <laughs> you know? And it took, for me, it took a lot of work, like a lot of one-to-one sessions with a coach, and it was scary, but... I had to be patient with it. So what do, what do you sort of tell your women and how do you approach that with them? Well, I would like to say, like, first of all, anybody listening out there that's feeling the exact same, like, as cheesy as this may sound, you really aren't alone. Yeah. You can speak from personal experience. I'm pretty sure all the women that you've had in previous podcasts have felt the exact same. So first of all, like, I hope that this makes you actually release a lot of pressure from you anyway because like even just those words that you've heard before because you aren't alone and I would say finding that these women that are either being ahead of you or a support network that are maybe going through the same as you to make you feel like you aren't alone is a huge step because when you have been in charge or on the top and you're you know you're protecting yourself really and then you're going to ask for help you've put yourself out there and you kind of feel like, hi, like I'm, I'm by myself, even though you're you're starting to share a vulnerability to get help, you still very much go, I am by myself here. Yep. Like that, um, it takes a huge amount of time. It takes continuous work. I would be lying to say to you, you know, oh, get healthy, get fit, it's going to make you better. You, you need to do a lot of growth work yourself. You want to undercover all these root causes and that can take years or for me it took 13 <laughs> how long it took you but um that it needs to be the continuous effort to want to never settle for feeling like this um yeah. and just keep finding these like-minded women or a group that supports you or you know just trying to see like a big thing is a lot of women think that this is normal yes yeah um, this seems to come up a lot, like, that this is okay to feel like this. This is natural, like, this is just it. And they don't, it, so they kind of just see it as something that that's where life is. And it's really, really not. It's really not the way, <laughs> this isn't normal. And as soon as you start to realise that, you're like, okay, this is new. And every, <laughs> every, um, there's, there's been a comment going around online lately about new levels, new devils. So, Usually when you think that you've made some progress, it'll show up another aspect of area that you're like that, all right, okay, I'm not happy with this now. So it really does take years to get from A to B. Yeah. Sometimes you're going through all your new little levels and having to uncover stuff. And like that, these insecurities, these feelings that you've been feeling aren't just a case of weight loss. They could be something more insecure about your body, what's covered that. And like me and you have spoke, it's, loads of one-to-one work loads of 
getting your mindset right and what you deal with it. Yeah. But you must be willing to confront it. Like that's the biggest thing I think. Yeah. Distract yourself with things that just which we've all done. <laughs> it's easy easy to do. <laughs> So, You've been sharing quite a lot of your own personal stuff on social media recently, um, like sharing parts of your journey, parts of your story. Is there one of your phases of change that you would like to share with the listeners today? It's really funny that the topic is change, <laughs> um, because I like I originally when I had seen like the kind of well, it was change. I had my initial story, which was basically who I am now, or the coach I am now, and how I got there and things. But I actually think now the biggest change has been last year. Uh, and even, like, in just processing it in the last six weeks, there's just been so much change. Yep. Really, really bizarre. Um, Jen, you've, like, like we said, we've been friends since, like, 2012, 2013. I would say there's been so much ups, downs, transitions, working through. Thankfully, Jen's been there through all of it. Mm-hmm. Um that I would say this one's been the biggest one. Do you know, this one's been the, the biggest one of change. So that's why I'm sharing a lot of stories just now because there's a lot of process coming through. Even my business is evolving. It's going to be changing another name to sort of reflect me because I'm changing. Yeah. Um, uh, and like taking back control because I know obviously women, we spoke about control and releasing, but it's actually very much so as um yeah they're in control of their business but they're not in control of their feelings their emotions their thoughts their actions their behaviors you know they can't manage a like a fitness regime they can't manage their eating they can't look at like they're not prioritizing themselves they can't control their schedule they're dictated to work that you know they're not settled in their relationships you know they can't find tight like their life is actually very out of control yeah and feelings that bring on all the insecurities and that was pretty much me um and all the the feelings that come along with it like when I then evolved again into online space all my insecurities came back <clears throat> of like because you are you're seen online like your image is online and it's yep. all things about like how you're perceived and and social media is a highlight reel, as we know, but like it was like how I was perceived. Do I need validated by something? And you know, um, probably attracting this vulnerable, like that I was vulnerable, and that like people of power were like almost making decisions for me and things like that. And then before you know it, you're not in control of your own life or your decisions or your business, and it's taking you away from where you actually want to be. Yeah. Um, and it was all that sort of stuff last year that I could feel myself getting sucked into very much so. Um, and then I treat like that, kept continuously working, continuously talking to people, continuously getting one-to-ones and stuff like that. And then I realized actually it's not about that. It's been something that I, that years ago that made me so insecure that I've just continued with those behaviors and you'll keep making those same mistakes <laughs> until yep. you get the lesson, which I'm pretty sure you've told me as well. And now I finally get the lesson that I'm like that, okay, so there's change happening. And I don't feel in like that. I do, I feel I can breathe, I can feel lighter, but it takes a lot of work, a yep. lot of work. What do you think triggered your change this time? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> tough question. That is a tough question. Actually, uh, we were speaking about, and it's really honest, I will be really honest, I don't believe in hiding anything. I think um, I mentioned quickly about needing validated from other people. Yeah. Um, you're new and you think like, oh, like things like that are important. And I was contacted by like various powerful figures and actually they started to mention more about actually how I looked than how uh, how much impact I was making um and to be honest that then triggered me into all these things of or is it the way I look is it and how how do I come across and should and like stupid things like putting too much emphasis on your body image and you your actual person rather than the the change that I could make for women um and again as I said that triggered back from events years ago being in a controlling relationship um like it was like 13 years ago I was in a really kind of manipulative controlling relationship Mm -hmm. that's up all these behaviors of unnecessary guilt um massive insecurity what comparison to others being a huge one and then like coming into this online space where you feel not good enough like you know it's there's a lot of cliques but I mean I suppose that's everywhere and it really 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 did get me down yep all inwards and then I realized actually and it's so funny because you're saying about me sharing my stories. I've had no input, no tips, no business coaching, nobody thinking they want the best for me. I've just been myself yep. and actually making more of an impact. So if anybody's watching this thinking, do you know, I am the exact same online, spending too much focus on the people online rather than actual my life, the people that enrich my life, like friends and things like that, in the midst to make a business and things like that, it, don't like, don't, go, don't do it to yourself like stick to your core values always try and reconnect with yourself I think change comes from knowing who you are and that always means going back to your own values but that means like doing the things that is going to bring out that self-confidence again looking after yourself prioritizing yourself you're spending hours trying to get validation from others trying to be content and scared about the likes and things like that then it, it eats too much energy emotionally mentally and physically and I did I know for a fact that I let that get to me again it's only till now I'm like you know what like that this stuff isn't important to me in any way shape or form and I think that's, that's really important when when you're coming to choosing a coach that you want to work with. So if people mm-hmm. want to work with you or they want to work with me or they want to work with somebody else that they've seen online, it's listening to what they're saying because there's so many coaches out there that are about how good they're doing and how they will help you. And it's not about them being authentic and it's not about them helping you be more authentic. It's about their ego. And it's really important to listen to the words that they are using so that you hear that they want to help you. They're not trying to boost their ego and make them feel better about themselves. And I could see senses of that happening. Like, you know, especially if you're going through your own, like, kind of journey and you turn yourself in the way and then so much so it starts to become a bit self-absorbed and you're posting because you're trying to get out your message. But at the same time, you're, like, constantly inwards like almost feel like I, I'll totally admit like I felt like a victim to things like that oh, and it was a little bit poor poor me poor me how's this happening to me and actually it's not it was 
a case of I could totally have turned that round at any time. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like it just a case of I needed to know myself and that takes doing work again. So that's when I say continuous progress needs to always happen. If you're feeling in that moment you've got to do like you've got to do the work as people say, you know, like it, that's a long, long process to get yep. to the root cause. And now, like, as I said, that came over the last few weeks of saying, I know my root cause now. I know all the behaviours that are coming up and I know what triggers them. Um, and I'm like, that. well, that just doesn't happen anymore. I'm never going to say, like, things like that are never going to happen anymore. But now that you're observing it, yep. from like, not a subjective point of view, you're looking at it going, right, okay, I know this. But it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> It makes you the better. It makes you the better coach because it's all these problems that I actually help with. Yeah. But deep down, I think I've always known. I know how to help these women because I've been went through these problems hand in heart. Have I actually confronted them at the root cause? Probably yep. not. And you see a lot of, um, this isn't fashion or anything, but you see a lot of coaches that clearly need to do some work. And I'm not saying anything because I probably was that coach last year. Um, so I know. Yeah. Um, like, of they need to go and do some more inner work before they can really, really make an impact, you know. Yep. And, and I think sometimes for us as coaches, can make us feel a bit fraudulent because you're still going through your own, but we're human. Like, we're not... Yeah. We're not, uh, we're not robots or happy clappy all the time. We're human. Yeah, and I don't think anybody will ever be in that place where they can, unless you become Buddha and you're completely enlightened. You're, you're always going to have stuff to deal with and stuff to work on, stuff yeah. that you put aside and stuff that you need to work on later. So mm-hmm. when you were saying that you were in that, poor me, how is this happening to me kind of victim mode? How bad did that need to get before you went, no, this is not on. I need to pull myself out of this because I think you need to be at a certain point before you're ready to face it. I think it was actually something like, and I know this sounds crazy, but like um, everything across the spectrum, like my four core things and uh, like in my coaching is like your health, your mindset, your confidence, but also like your your business, like your finances and your relationships. And I would say all of them were not getting any better. <laughs> like, because I kept saying, oh, this is happening, or oh, this happened, or, oh, you know, whatever X, Y, and Z, oh, they didn't pay me or whatever, or I had a, a coach that, like, you know, I invested poorly and I didn't get the return on investment and stuff like that. These were all happening to me. Uh, whereas I could be... Like, if you flip it around, you're like, that no, well, actually, you're working on it. <laughs> do you yeah. know, you actually do the work to help these things. What are you doing to take yourself out of that situation? Rather than sitting in this situation, just further sinking, getting worse. And I yeah. absolutely do think that's the case. I even blamed my moods and things on, like, family. Or because, like, my mum or my gran or something like that felt this way. It was inherent that I was going to pick up these behaviours or it was my childhood. It was something that happened in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, actually, you're not, these are, these don't define you. These are just, like, these are just circumstances. These were circumstances, but you're not a victim to them. And you yeah. can change them. Well, it took me till <laughs> 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 I've just turned in 30, but still... <laughs> Well, I'm going to be 40 in just over a year and I'm telling you right now, 
you'll still be working on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't change. It just there's always something because you get to a point, I think, and then something else will happen and, and it'll be you'll not record the same mistakes again because obviously you'll learn from your lessons the last time. Um sometimes. <laughs> But there'll always be other things and always other changes and other things that you need to adapt to that you need to approach. It's what they say, new labels, new devils. So you, if yep. a new label happens, something else comes up. But yep. like, that's life. But some people just settle. Like, I think this is what people do. Um, and especially women that I've been working with. And it's like, we'll do some questionnaires and things. Like, you do realise this isn't this isn't normal to feel like this. Yep. Tired all the time, bloated all the time, agitated all the time, not sleeping all the time. Um, and, you know, we've actually uncovered, like, genuine health things before, you know. Um, I had a woman that came to me even a couple of months ago, and I was like, this isn't right. And she's like, I just thought it was working. It turns out she was perimenopausal and anemic. <laughs> and yep. I'm like, you know, you need to realise what feeling good feels like. And I think a lot of people have lost sight of that. So once you get people feeling good, I think that does catapult the weight in more potential. It does create that domino effect, you know. Yep. And then you become more assertive of other things in life. And that's the big thing that I see in change. When you start to be really healthy and look after yourself, you start to get confident and want to change other things. Mm-hmm. You become more assertive, and that's usually when everything <laughs> <Yeah>. needs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think this is like a whole other podcast. Um, okay. I'll just touch on it very, very briefly because you did. Um, females and their hormones is not taught. Not taught. It is not taught, and I know from just recently having come off the pill, I know nothing about how my hormones should be, what's potentially going to happen. And then, like you say, when people become perimenopausal, I can't even say that, perimenopausal, they don't understand what it is that's happening and yeah. that whole process. And it's like, shit, we need to learn this stuff. Like, sure. it's important. Totally agree. I like that. If I hadn't been aware of, obviously, habits that, like, come up for women, I probably wouldn't have noticed uh, my own hormonal change. Um, I went to the doctors a couple of weeks ago and there is an imbalance. Um, so I'm getting tested for that. Yep. But no one would have tested me otherwise hadn't I known. Uh-huh. And they didn't even inquire for various tests. They tested based on what I think it is. And sometimes that's a catch to it. I know, Jane, that you've actually been in this position where you <laughs> tell the doctors. And <laughs> I tell the doctors what to do. And I think like that, no one tells you. So while you think you're going to start raving mad, which I did at one point, it's actually a case of health and hormones. And there's so many ways that you can balance it through lifestyle, but there's also so many ways that actually needs assistance in some ways, or at least investigating to help improve it. Yeah. Too much stress, even just stress just now, throws your hormones out completely. Like, So definitely it needs to be taught more. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think even understanding your hormones helps you understand changes that are happening in your body throughout because it's not just a case of girls hit their um get periods 
and stop having periods in that time when you have your period there's a whole lot of other changes that happen <laughs> yeah but you know, and if you understand that that's what that the hormonal changes are happening it helps you manage your change better mm-hmm. like even if you just understand your full monthly cycle yeah you're right I know I go a bit batshit crazy on this day so I'm going to yeah. avoid people I know that I'm brilliant with people on these days so I'm going to mm-hmm. do that and then when you understand that because I think you you read the Lisa Lister book yes as well yeah mm-hmm. um, and she talks about that like she yeah. she has planned out her cycle so she knows exactly what days so she has better relationships with her husband and she's yeah. her husband about it and it's something that again we don't get taught that really I know that a lot of people are spending more time on like uh like period trackers and stuff like yeah. that which I think is great uh but like it would be good to have more like you know like that quality time I mean we're very lucky that we can plan our work around that yeah. majority of the time and I know a lot of people can't but you would be more conscientious of even the types of exercise you do because sometimes that's just not even like people think oh I just exercise consistently and that's it no there's times that you actually like if you've got a lot of hormonal fluctuations that this actually needs to be better do you know yeah. um, and it doesn't need to be all go 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 all the time and dietary requirements that would be more specific and things like that so definitely there needs to be more talk on hormones yep definitely but that's a whole other podcast for a whole other day (laughs) (laughs) get somewhere else for that (laughs) so when you're going through a phase of change for yourself what keeps you focused and motivated when you hit challenging times because change always has challenging things (laughs) that's just slightly (laughs) um I don't think I I mean I probably should have like rewards or some sort of like um I journal a lot but I probably don't go back and say oh I've cheesed this or like which a lot of people do and I think that's maybe something that I need to look into this year is congratulating me on the things that I've overcame yeah I think my inherent need or my inherent again I kind of know myself but know that I'm not wait this was another thing but that's another story I'm going off on a chat tangent about <laughs> women not being where they envision and I think I know in my heart of hearts I'll get there and that's what keeps me focused like never settle that there will always be like I don't really care how long it'll take of what work I need to do or the sacrifices that I need to make but I'll get to where I want to be um not in a case of oh, I'll work out all these hours or exercise all this time and it's not a case of I'll oh, work hard it's more work smart I think I've learned that and managing my energy being another one but um definitely like just knowing that there's more there it's funny like I'm saying I'm turning 30 in a couple of months I feel I don't feel 30 so I feel like I've got all this life <laughs> you've got all that time to learn life does it's not it's a bit short <laughs> it's a bit short um, and then you realize well you've just spent 30 years and this is you only halfway so I think like that just constantly working to try and get there and live life more to the full I think is more to the point I don't yeah. you want to live life as much opportunity as you, you can and it only takes me so ever how long the journey is important I know like before like when all these things are happening to you and as cheesy as it sounds you learn lessons but you really 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 do 
Yep. You learn lessons from it and you need to enjoy the process. Yep. If you don't, or if, if you at least don't learn from it, then it's not going to be as um, enriching as you want it to be. Enriching there's a word. Enriching there's a good word. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you know when you when you feel enriched? Um, like how do you know that you've made the right decision? Because you know, you generally have, I can go this way or this way. How do you know? How do you know that you're on the right way? I touched a little bit on energy. Um, I'm quite uh, intuitive. I used to blame it on being highly sensitive, but again, it's another label that I don't think labels, I think labels can hold you back. Um, so I would say it's more, um, <clears throat> I never lost track of the question there. <laughs> you know you've made the right decision uh, <laughs> I, I think I just genuinely feel content probably but in a quiet content because I'm one of those people that used to be up here da, 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 like dead overexcited and then boom crashed down and everything was either up if things were going well like that but there was no consistency there was no sustainability um, and your work, your results, your your health was all ups and downs, peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs. I think when I feel enriched, I feel calmer, quieter, and not the need to go and push or not the need to go and draw back. I'm quite like, ah, sleep's better. And I know it sounds really a little bit settled. I know we didn't, we're trying not to feel settled, like we're not wanting to settle for things, like you know, like, like content, settled, but content settled yeah. is where I would probably feel that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a nice way to think about it. So, if you could go back and give yourself some advice, like go back that thirteen years to give yourself some advice, what would it be? <laughs> I was going to come off all nasty, but I said, "Don't go with that man." But, <laughs> but he enriched your life. He taught you. Something. <laughs> um, no, I think. <laughs> Do what you always knew that you were going to do in the first place. Trust your gut, trust your instincts, and don't let others influence your behaviours when you know deep down what is right for you. But for some reason, you just doubt yourself and doubt your opinion and think you're crazy for wanting these things or think you're crazy for wanting to go for these things or getting held back, like doubts and stuff. I think if I was to go back to my person 13 years ago I would have said walk away do your own thing like go and be you yeah um and don't get caught up in everybody else's drama cool what do you think the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself through making the changes has been I wasted too much time okay I wasted too much time seeking approval from others relying on too much others opinions where that if you're going to make an impact to others then you can't really be listed I mean obviously you can listen to others who genuinely want the best for you but like I said before you trust your gut you always know and it always it's always there I think so so almost like you the lesson that you've learned is you were right in the first place I I knew what I was doing all along I knew that. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many times have we done that though? <laughs> so many. Well, it's funny because I was uh, I went to a introduction to Ayurveda course um just in November 
and that was one of the things that Laura taught us she's like you'll come up the stuff I'm going to tell you you already know this Mm -hmm. how your body reacts to food how you feel energetically you know what you should be eating what you shouldn't be eating you know how to treat yourself nice things like you know inherently you know that inside Mm -hmm. but there's so many external factors make you question that I also think that you intern like you inherently know, but that's even more so. I think you inherently know what's right for you. Yeah, and nobody else knows that. I but yeah. also people seem to like you think that you need a coach to help you with things like that. Of course, they need a coach to help. You do, but like the coaches, the coaches. I tell people I don't want people to depend on me. Yeah. I want them to learn for their own sake all I'm teaching them is a bit of accountability to push themselves into doing and making the decisions that they know for them yeah I'd never go in I, I mean I've got to the point now with because my women are so busy and we're trying to slot it into lifestyles that I'll tell them what do you think that you can commit to me and I'll meet you halfway with this is what I want you to do yeah it's like by their own design so while I'm coaching them and keeping them accountable and getting the results really is on their terms yeah you know and making them a more more assertive and making them more confident and then when they can achieve these things that they set out then they're like that oh I can do it (laughs) (laughs) so you're like funny that it's always in you sometimes you just need somebody to hold your hand a little bit to just although you know that you know it you still feel a little bit uncertain because you've not trusted yourself for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, however old your clients are. And it's all of a sudden you're saying to them, no, but you do know this and you can do this. But you're just there saying, right, I'll hold your hand for this little bit until you get it. And then like, I don't want any of my clients to be lifetime clients. I only want them to be there for a short period of time. I'll hold your hand, I'll help you and I'll let you go. And if you need me back, you can come back, but you don't need me there 24-7. The minute that you're relying on a quote, client for a long time I think that stems issues with you either you're like more insecure about your business or you've got codependency issues you're relying too much for someone's need their approval again even in a form of a client like it's crazy well I I love the coaching space I very much value investing in in myself and a coach I I do think that you need to really inherently again know what's right for you because I've made the mistake of choosing the wrong coaches yeah, Wait, I, think, I, think we, I think everybody who's, who's taking on a coach at some point will have gone, that wasn't the right coach for me, but you sometimes, yeah. in a moment of desperation, oh, oh, you'll do and just take it. So definitely when you're thinking of taking on a coach, I, now, I certainly now will spend more time. I'll follow them yeah. on social media and watch them from a distance before engaging with them. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, make sure that like they're in line with your values. Yeah. And if they're triggering you, if they're triggering you, annoying you, that's not your coach. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and I like one of my coaches just now. She does a lot of um, Instagram stories and shows a lot of her personal life as well as her business life. And if somebody only shows you their business, for me personally, I'm like, hmm. I want to know who you are as a whole person, not just as a business person. I said that to a friend the other day that I was like, you're only showing one side of you. Oh, can you say that a wee bit louder? I can't hear you there, sorry. Sorry, I, I was saying that to a friend uh, a little, well, only a week ago. She's only showing one side of her. Um, and I did say, like, just just get this post out there. 
Yep. Put this post that needs to get out. Put the biggest reaction ever because she let. And it was so crazy because it's a story that actually like makes her who she is. I mean, all our businesses are created by who we are or what's got us there, and like you know how they, they mean something to us. And yet she wasn't showing it; she was only showing what she could do. Yep. Not how and people like the connection. If they're going to work with you, they need to like you. Yep. Can't gain trust with someone if they're only showing one side. So I totally agree. Yeah, and that's whether that's in any relationship really. Like if. If your partner, your, whether it's a business partner or a romantic partner or even a friend is only showing you a part of them yeah. and only letting you, you have to question why. And I think that's why social media is sometimes a bit like a highlight reel. You only see one side and then, yeah. um, and that's usually where people get like this perfectionism thing and that's when like Instagram can really affect people's emotional stability do you know like that's why on instagram stories i like to pe- show people my daily fringe <laughs> which can be hilarious <laughs> but your hair is always perfect on instagram and i'm always disappointed by that <laughs> excuse me did you see it this morning it's like <laughs> i haven't actually looked at it i've Right. on instagram are usually like just up out our beds we're usually sweating if we're in the gym you are not going to see us looking sometimes we do look pretty sometimes we do but we do not look no we don't look pretty at the gym ever i don't even go to the gym anymore <laughs> you had nice trousers on yesterday i go i go only go to the gym just now with my clients i'm <laughs> Totally falling out of love with it at the moment, but that's a whole other story. For a whole, that's for that's for a completely different conversation that we're going to have later. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, right. So you are a warrior woman. Yes. When I say that to you, what image and thought comes to your mind, and what does mean? What does it mean to you to to be a warrior woman? Funny. Um... Like you're saying that, but the image that comes to mind is the the message that you wrote in your book. Um, what did I write? Let me get you. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I, for anybody that hasn't read, the, read Jen's book, I'm actually she's not plugging it. I'm plugging it because I've read it twice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it just was more about that than anything than what. But I know what you're saying. It was like Lisa, you really are on top of this world, keep being amazing warrior of Jen. You are. But the more thing is, the, the thing is like that, um, where Jen is very strong, um, and that was why we became friends, um, because she kind of oozed this confidence. Look at you, like, I could, by the way, she's got her face all uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, <laughs> what attracted me to Jen was you were really, really bubbly, but then when you got to know you, you were really charismatic and strong and, like, quite... At the, the time, for me, I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't know why she wants to be friends with me, but that was my own insecurities. And then, But then you see the very much softer side, and obviously through the years I've got to know a much softer side. And I think... <laughs> I don't tell people about that side. Uh, <laughs> I'll share a story. But, um, <laughs> you see me cry. <laughs> <laughs> um but what I would say is like that is owning both parts is what makes you a warrior woman and accepting both parts equally. 
I know for like my line of work, your line of work, we have to be a leader, we have to be this role model, um, and very much women have to be the women that I work with are the same. They have to be a presence, a force, an impact. That doesn't always mean that you have to be alpha all the time. Yeah. And I think that it's the minute that you let your you know your feminine side come through as well to look after you to look after your loved ones and just generally have that compassion combined with them then you'll know how to overcome the hurdles and that's what makes you the stronger warrior woman like for when you're feeling on tough it tough to go after it but you've still got your own back does that make sense yeah of all the things that you need to look after yourself so that would be my definition (laughs) and i think that you encompass all of that Oh, thanks. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you totally, you totally do. I want to just take a moment to thank you so much, not only for doing this podcast, because um, yeah. this conversation has been totally awesome, but also um, for being my friends. <laughs> <laughs> because um, I'll tell you a very brief story about Lisa. When I wasn't well earlier in this year and I had lost a lot of weight, Lisa came <laughs> over to see me at my house. <laughs> And she brought me a training bra <laughs> because my boobs are drunk so much. That's how good a friend that Lisa is, and I love her for it. Which means everything that you did actually need them. <laughs> I did actually need it. It was terrifying. I never even thought about it being supportive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes. just to finish off, what three tips or pieces of advice would you give to anyone who is thinking about making a change, but they currently have the fear? Well, first of all, drop the pressure. Like I said before, you need to relax. Feel it. But you are not alone. You're not ever going to be alone. So relax. All right. Yep. The next step is to really make sure that what is a priority in your change, because like a lot of people place it on weight. Um, and exercise but they actually hate all of that like you need to find out what's really going to get the best out of you is is it something like spending time with nutrition or is it more exercise or is it someone that's going to support you through it all like it's actually more emotive so be more clear on what direction you're trying to really get help from because I've found that I get a lot of clients that come to me and then we have a whole host of emotional issues that I might not be able to deal with um well I'm quite qualified to some things you just can't um so maybe figure out what really is the priority first and know that you're gonna and the third change is better sleep sleep. sleep like one I I sleep would be the form of my torture but people just don't switch off like and I mean switch off properly. So a bedtime routine would be my be- my next tip because they don't turn the internet off late at night. Yep. They won't spend time trying to figure out like an outlet. So like journaling, getting out their thoughts at night. That's a huge thing. People bottle things up. So find an outlet. Um, and yes, quality sleep because quality sleep, if you're not, you're cranky, you're grouchy, we react you then feel guilty, you react to every aspect of your life, it releases crazy hormones, and then you start eating because you're hungry and tired, and then you comfort yourself, and you fall into all these behaviours that just isn't necessary if you started getting some good quality sleep. Yep. It's a saviour for everything, so that's my next thing. 
Cool. Yeah, and this chronic sleep deprivation um, causes illness as well, so because it causes inflammation in the body. So, Massive. sleep is like one of the first things that I teach my women as well. Like, I'm like, have a look at your life where it is just now, and then we're going to look at your sleep. Like, if maybe you're not sleeping, could, maybe that should actually change these three changes. Then, so first of all, stop overthinking it and overcomplicating <laughs> it. Sleep and just like that, get the basics right. There's no need to be going into the ins and outs when. Yeah you know that you need to move more, you need to drink more water, you need to eat more food, but you're just like, you're looking for more than what is. Yeah. Try and do it, you're like, the basics, you'll be fine. Yeah. And then you'll go into more direction. That's me. That's you. Cool. So if Lisa, if Lisa, if people want to connect with you, Lisa, on social media, what is the best platforms to get you on? Oh, I've got loads. Um, so I use the three, the main ones are LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And um, who are you on them? I am Lisa Wallace Health Coach. However, you will find me at Lisa Wallace, no it's not, it's Lisa at ontopoftheworldcoaching.com if you want to email me. Um, but my handles have just changed because I am changing uh, to Lisa Wallace Health Coach. So that's where you'll find me. Cool. And that's on Facebook and Instagram? Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. Cool. I'll put what we'll do is we'll put the links in the show notes on the podcast thing. And when I say I'll do it, I won't. I'll get my BA to do it because I don't know how to. So fancy, so fancy, Jen. And also thank you very much, Lisa, for doing this podcast with us. And I will speak to you very shortly. Bye, bye.